This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Election College, episode number 217, Anna Harrison and Jane Irwin Harrison. Let's throw a political party. Face it, the political scene sucks, but did it always? It's time for Election College, and class is in session. Now, your hosts... Jason Goff and Ben Smith. Jason, this has nothing to do with the episode. I'm just going to let everybody know that right now. But I'm currently sitting just a couple miles away from Monticello and uh, Ash Highland and uh, Charlottesville, which is obviously on all of our minds uh, the last few days, if you listen to this when it comes out in August of 2017. But pretty crazy. We went to Monticello today, and wow, that's just like one of the coolest, most somber and interesting places I've been in a long time. Yeah, it is totally a cool place. It's been, wow, like 19 years since I've been there. But what, what makes you say the word somber? Just curious. I think it's somber because they've actually um, recently put a pretty big emphasis, and maybe it's not just recent, but it, the way they presented things, it seemed like it was, on the actual slavery aspect of Monticello. And so, you know, they have um, exhibits about slavery. They have uh, reconstructed more of the stuff around slavery. Uh, they, ta- they have a slavery tour they talk about, um, and it was we went on it, and it was just a lot of good information. Uh, they're, you know, redoing the area where they think uh, the Hemings family lived and uh, just all that kind of stuff. So that part of it's somber. And then it's also somber because I feel like anytime you're in a place that's historic, that feels somber to me. Like it feels like, you know, I shouldn't be, you know, leaning up against the walls and I, sh- I should be <laughs> thinking about the things that happened in that place. So that's a somber side of it. But at the same time, it's just like, I want to run around and read everything and look at everything and pick up everything and play with it and <laughs> obviously you can't do that but uh th- that's i think that's what makes me f- say the word somber interesting mm-hmm. just a somber dude yeah that's exactly what i think of when i think of me <laughs> uh, it, it was really cool though and and again we're a little further off topic of the harrisons but that's okay there's not a lot to talk about them uh it, it was good because i got to have a conversation i have you know two kids they're almost four and almost two and i was able to have a really cool conversation around um slavery with my uh almost four-year-old and just talk him through that i'm sure he doesn't still fully grasp it and and we'll continue to work on that but it was a good opportunity and a good place and a good you know, some visual things too, to just talk about like, this is what happened in our country. And, 
this isn't okay and you know here's how it worked and here's how it didn't work and um you know how should this not only should we not do that but we should treat people this way and so it it was just a cool opportunity and um not that i couldn't have that opportunity every day but it made a good visual representation and we're actually here and this is where this happened and uh you know this happened all over the place too and uh, i just encourage everybody if you have that opportunity with your kids or your grandkids or your nieces or nephews or whatever you know anytime you find a sharing point like that where you can talk about something of big significance it's a really cool yeah yeah, Ben, I was just going over, and this has nothing to do with the Harrisons, but it does have to do with where the Harrisons lived a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, I was reading about George Rogers Clark, and you know he came out here um, to the Midwest and was this leader in the Revolutionary War, and he died without any money. And here Jefferson died without any money, and all of these famous people who were founders, you know, or very closely had very close dealings with the founders died penniless. Right. And that just, you just can't imagine that, you know, now you're a politician, you go home, you write a book and you, your wealth is secured, but that wasn't the case. So I guess if I want to put a somber, financial <laughs> yeah. uh, perspective on the whole thing. It, it's really crazy. I think Washington is probably one of the only ones who had wealth and passed that wealth along. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. We should definitely do an episode about, uh, well, we did the, the episodes on the president's uh, wealth a while back, which was kind of interesting. Uh, somebody mentioned that maybe we should update it now that we have a new president, which may not be a bad idea. Uh, and then, uh, you know, maybe someday we should do a, a series of episodes on presidential households and presidential estates and stuff like that. Uh, it's really interesting to me. I mean, you and I both like uh, actual concrete evidence of things. So like, you know, going to a house that a man we've studied and read and talked about for years and years and years going to his house, like seeing where he lived and how he wanted, he designed it. So like it just, you can read about it in the book all day long, but until you like step foot there, it's, it's totally different. So anyway, let's talk about the Harrison ladies. Yeah. So William Henry Harrison, you know, his exploits, he had been all over the place and did a lot of things before he was elected president. And one of the things he did before he was elected president was he married Anna. So that's who we're going to talk about at first. <laughs> so Anna was born in New Jersey, and her dad was actually uh, the chief justice, a chief justice of the New Jersey Supreme Court. And then, uh, you know, he went on to own a bunch of land and do all the things that come along with that title. Like, I still think it would be really cool if they still, like, made it so that your title, your job could be landowner. Like, you have to, now you have to be like, I'm a construction worker, or I'm a politician, or I own a business, or I do insurance. Like, you used to just have the title landowner. So, that's interesting to me. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, Ben, interestingly enough, if any of you... Uh, beloved listeners are ever in the Cincinnati area. If you head over to Pioneer Cemetery, which is located near Lunkin Airport, uh, it's on the Ohio side of the river. There is a cemetery with a lot of people, and you're going to see the name Sims 
there, S-Y-M-M-E-S. You're going to see Cleves. Uh, you're going to see a lot of the names uh, from these settlers who came out west who were from New Jersey. And it, it's really cool to see these names popping up. So if if you're ever in my neck of the woods, make sure you check this out because this is going to be very relevant, especially when you consider the Harrison family who played such a role in the Western expansion with the Northwest Territory. They're all over the place here. Yeah, Jason, definitely. So Anna's mother passes away in 1776. And her dad is like, I've got to get Anna to her grandparents' house on Long Island because it's the war. It's 1776. Like, there's not a more recognizable year in all of American history other than maybe 1492. That's debatable. But (laughs) her father is like, I got to get her over there. So he dresses up like a British soldier and throws her on the horse and rides across the the British lines with her so that they can take care of her uh, during the war. Uh, He also ended up being the deputy to the Provincial Congress of New Jersey. Uh, He was a chairman of a couple different committees and stuff like that during the American Revolution. And he was a delegate to the Continental Congress from New Jersey, of course. Yeah, so unlike a lot of young ladies in this era, she was able to get a fairly decent education. And I'm speaking understatement and saying a fairly decent ed- education because she did attend the Clinton Academy, which is in East Hampton and Long Island and the uh, private school of Isabella Graham in New York. So she was very well educated um, up until the time she was 13. And then she went with her dad and her stepmother out to North Bend, Ohio. We've talked about North Bend. If you go there right now, you're going to say, this is just Cincinnati. But North Bend <laughs> is a city. It's between Cincinnati and the Indiana state line. And while she's out west in this frontier land, she goes down to Lexington in the spring of 1795. Lexington, Kentucky, that is. She meets this lieutenant named William Henry Harrison. Uh, You've heard us talk about William Henry Harrison. You know he's all over the place. He's in Kentucky. He is doing some military business, and he's stationed at Fort Washington, which, lo and behold, doesn't that always happen? You know, you're down in a, a city. You meet a dude. You find out, hey, you actually kind of live close to me in another part of the country. So Harrison was actually stationed at Fort Washington. Fort Washington is where Cincinnati is. And Anna's dad is like, no, Anna, you do not want to hook up with this guy because the military life, that's just no way to live. So dad leaves town for a while on business and Anna and William Henry, they're like, it's a lope. So in <laughs> November of 1795, uh, keep in mind, they just met in the spring and in November, boom, they are married. Yeah. So they actually honeymoon at Fort Washington and William Henry Harrison was still on active duty. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. I'm sure being at Fort Washington and having your honeymoon. Uh, two weeks later, they <laughs> end up uh, getting confronted by Anna's dad and he comes and 
you know, he addresses him pretty sternly and wants to know how he intends to support a family and how he wants to make sure he can support Anna and all things that a dad wants to know, especially in the uh, 1790s. How, how are you going to take care of my daughter? And William Henry Harrison says, by my sword and my own right arm, sir. <laughs> and so uh, he still didn't impress Anna's dad. And uh, it wasn't until uh, William went off to the battle and, and actually, you know, won some victories and became uh, a big name that dear old father-in-law comes to accept him and want him and part of the family. Okay. So Harrison, he is in and out of the military and it just so happened that at the end of one of his stints in the military, he serves as a delegate from Ohio. That means let's take the family to Virginia Sounds like a good idea. So he gives Anna and the kids a chance to see Berkeley, which was the family plantation in Virginia along the James River. As a matter of fact, their third child was born in Richmond during that trip in September of 1800. So later on, Harrison, he gets appointed as governor of the Indiana Territory. They go in the middle of nowhere, Ben. I was researching this just a little bit. Grouseland, uh-huh. it's the Harrison home in Vincennes, Indiana. Yeah. There was nothing out there. Like Vincennes, Indiana is, it's like due west of where I'm located. Right. And it's closer to Illinois. And oh my goodness. There was absolutely nothing, and there's this beautiful home that was built out of materials that were native to that area. So there was a lot of work that went into this house. It's definitely on my bucket list. It's not probably all that far from you, is it? Uh, It's several hours. Cool. So eventually they settle back in Ohio and live there for a while, and, you know, Harrison keeps going off on his exploits and doing all the famous William Henry Harrison stuff he does. This episode isn't about him. Uh, But in 1840, (laughs) he wins his landside victory in the Electoral College, and he gets elected as president. And Anna, who really, really, really likes being at home and not being adventurous, says, I wish that my husband's friends had left him where he is, happy and contented in retirement. So she, like many wives of the era and probably (laughs) the current day, don't exactly love their husband's ambition, mostly because they just want to have more time with them. So Anna is sick and she is not able to go to Washington with him when he gets inaugurated in 1841. She stays at North Bend and President Harrison or President-elect at the time asks Jane Irwin Harrison to come along with him and kind of act as the hostess until Anna gets there in May. And, well, he doesn't make it to May. So one month after he gets inaugurated, he dies. And Anna was actually getting a little better, and she was packing up to go to the White House when she learns that he died. And so she never goes. Yeah. So, man, can you imagine? She's packing to move into the White House. She learns that he dies, never makes the journey. And what ends up happening is she moves in with their son, John Scott Harrison, and helps raise his kids. And one of the kids being Benjamin Harrison, who, of course, becomes president later on. 
Um, she lives a good while longer until 1864. She was first lady at the age of 65. So just give you an idea. She had quite a bit of time left and this is going to get a little confusing, but before we start confusing everybody with all the family relations stuff, I mentioned John Scott Harrison, Ben, there is a crazy story where he dies. Okay. Okay. This is, this is Benjamin Harrison's father. He dies. Benjamin is serving, I believe, as a governor or in some role in Indianapolis. So he's not right there in the scene. Well, John Scott dies. But a week before, a family friend of the Harrisons dies. Uh-huh. Okay? So during this time, grave robbing was kind of a thing. And it wasn't like you just robbed a grave just to rob, you know, what jewelry or something like that. It was no medical schools uh-huh. wanted cadavers to be able to, you know, do the things that people do in medical school. Well, they had guarded the body, right? The tomb actually the burial place. So their friend, a friend of the family dies a week before John Scott Harrison dies. And they, are concerned that the friend, the body of the friend had been stolen. Well, they go and they find a body at the University of Cincinnati. And this body is totally naked, except the head is covered. And this is Benjamin Harrison's brother who finds this body takes the mask off. He's like, this doesn't look like my friend because he's kind of stout. Takes the mask off and it's his dad. They actually had stolen John Scott Harrison's body. Now, they did steal the family friend's body. Somebody did. And it was found up in Michigan. But Crazy stuff. Can you imagine if something like that happened today? (laughs) Yeah. Horrifying. Yeah. Absolutely horrifying. But... Interestingly enough, so now to really confuse people, because this confuses me just a little bit, John Scott Harrison's wife was also William Henry Harrison Jr.'s wife. That is who Jane Irwin Harrison is, and she is the widow of William Henry Harrison Jr., and she hops on the boat. Hops on whatever you hop on. To be the first lady. <laughs> in in the eighteen forties. Yes. So this is Jane Irwin Harrison. Yeah, so okay. That's that's exactly what we're saying. Jane Irwin Harrison, she is the one who went with William Henry Harrison to act as the first lady, who was only there for like a month, probably didn't have a whole lot to do during that point in time. And uh he passes away. She's like, well, I guess I'm going back home. I don't have anything else to do. I guess I might as well just, uh, you know, hang out until about 1846 when she passes away at the age of 41. Crazy. I, you know, just, just the lives that these people lived 
we have it so easy compared to just death was everywhere. You made me somber at the beginning of this episode, Ben. And well, hey, I was the one that was somber again. at the beginning, and then you are now. So it's just like good bookends, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but I, you know, Anna, she yeah. lived a good while, so I guess it helped that it, she didn't uh, go it on probably the trip. Did. I mean, it must it must have been really rotten. Uh, obviously, anytime a spouse or close family member or friend or anything passes away, it's it stinks, but it must have been really terrible that not only did she not want him to become president, she didn't want him to leave, but then he leaves. She has to stay home, and I'm sure she's feeling bad about that. And while she's at home, excited about probably going to join him, he dies. And, you know, the the last time he was around or saw her, she was most likely laid up and unable to really uh, interact much. So, yeah, that... It's just kind of a sad thought when you think about it that way. <laughs> a happy thought is when somebody leaves a rating and review for the podcast in iTunes because little chimes go off, little birds sing, rainbows appear, and both Jason and Ben, Ben and Jason, your cousins, your favorite cousins. <laughs> Let's just face it. You're our favorite cousins. And also a happy angel dance. gets its wings. So... Yeah, yeah, because the bells ring. So <laughs> so head over to electioncollege.com slash review or electioncollege.com slash iTunes or go to iTunes <laughs> and look us up. You'll find us and leave us a rating and review. We really do appreciate it. We take nothing from Yeah, you. and while you are on the internet, which aren't we all always on the internet after all, go over to Facebook, maybe Instagram or Twitter. And just look up Election College. Give us a like or a follow or whatever it is you do on whatever social network you're looking at. And uh, just interact with us. We really enjoy talking to you. Uh, we sometimes post interesting things. That's always uh, a, a treat for me to sometimes see uh, even what we post. And uh, have a little bit of interaction with your favorite cousins. We really enjoy hearing from you. And uh, we think you probably like to hear from us too. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a kitty table. A virtual I figure if you don't like to hear from us, you're around. probably listening to the wrong podcast right now. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> All right, gang, we will see you next time. <laughs>